is the most important feature of feudalism economy at all? Yeah. No, I think like like the basis on which the peasant is beholden to their lord is the the dynamic that she's trying to articulate. Yeah, but it's also but, a dynamic that's, but, that's established by like oaths and connection to land and a feeling and like yeah, and language, you know, and culture. Yeah. And like, yes, there is like there is like the economic relation that's established, but but in what Marx said about capitalism, that capitalism establishes the economic relation as primary and kind of and swipe sweeps all of the other relations away. It would make sense that a leftist would would understand it as a primarily economic uh, system, which Marx does. But I think she also tries to avoid this this point by saying like, oh, if there's any medievalists here. I'm aware that the concept of, of the medieval is very complicated and and ever growing and changing. I mean more such and such, but like not everyone is entirely like cognizant of like what feudalism exactly means. Having then, kind of neo-feudalism yeah. as your primary term is a bit, is a bit uh, jargony maybe. Is it just as simple as whether it's feudal, neo-feudal, whatever, that you're forced to confront it differently? I mean, yes, I think that is, I think that's, yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what Zizek is saying in his article, right? Because yeah, there's, as we said earlier, there are these fundamental details that kind of exceed the traditional understanding of capitalism and sure, like that can change, but maybe it is helpful to try and understand it in a different way. Yeah. Because it's like in the, in the temporality of Zizek's work, it's always today, right? So mm-hmm. like, Today, there isn't a, a new formulation of capitalism that you could call that this thing, right? I'm still trying to think about this idea that you say for an Uber driver or um, a property owner, something like that, that you own the means of production and yet you still have to operate through a master. Mm-hmm. So like every commodity that you own has within it now this um, potential for like the potential uh, you have a commodity that you're not utilizing if you are not out if you're if you're not uh using it for this other purposes to gain money. yeah it's almost reifying in a different way like now there's like a surplus in anything that you have that could be a service to anyone mm. and if you find yourself in the objective position then you're almost compelled to provide that service well it's like what Zizek talks about like becoming a CEO of this of the self or like a, the exploiter mm-hmm. of yourself. Mm-hmm. Start a podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's even in our um, like everyday experience of time has shifted in the sense that, you know, like you're waiting in line to buy a coffee or whatever. And while you're doing that, you're on your phone answering emails or what have you, if you're mm-hmm. employed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because you're constantly... You know, people experience this, obviously, during the pandemic when they're working from home. It used to be the image would be of some office worker who would turn his phone off at 8 p.m. Like, that's when the working day ends for me. My boss can't message or call. And now it's like it's the Internet of Things is now constantly um, hailing you to participate. Mm -hmm. Even when you sleep, you're still providing data. Yeah, that and that that data is also crucial to this kind of paradigm that she's, I think she's discussing because like, yeah, communicative capitalism, she calls it. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, so suddenly it's communicative capitalism and not neo feudalism. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.